You're listening to the Empowered Divorce Podcast, where women support women who have experienced betrayal trauma and abuse and are now facing divorce. Here, you'll learn tools and concepts to help guide your journey from a place of empowerment by trusting yourself and becoming the chooser in your life. I'm your host, Amy Woolsey. Thanks for joining. Well, hello, my amazing listeners. Happy, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to say it. All right. For those of you who are already triggered by the month of February and that thing called Love Day, I gotcha. We're not going to talk about the V word. Well, I am going to talk about love today, but in a totally different way. I do want to just mention really quick that if you have not already signed up for my divorce Q&A that I hold once a month, you can come ask me questions every month for free. The link is in the bio. This is a great opportunity to ask me anything, and one of those might be how to get through hard triggers and hard days. That can be one of them. Also, join me this week on Thursday in the normal release day, where I will be talking more about triggers in general and how to navigate those after divorce. But today, I was thinking in particular how divorce is really a catalyst to see how strong the relationship with yourself is and how you truly love yourself. And coming out of divorce was an opportunity for me to see how little I loved myself, how little I respected myself, how little I respected my boundaries, held boundaries, didn't create boundaries, how much I had little regard really for my for myself and how often I was relying on this other person in in my life. And that relationship to give me all of that love and acceptance and validation. And when there was such betrayal added to that relationship, it made that, I want to say need, but it's like there's something stronger. There's a stronger word that's not coming to my mind. This need, this desperation, there it is. This desperation to get that love and acceptance and validation from him. And I was so focused on changing myself and trying to become better to get that, that slowly it was destroying me. And this is why a lot of my clients work with me and want to learn to love themselves again, and perhaps for the first time. And when they work with me, they learn how to have a healthy relationship with themselves. And so when we get this message, from the time we are born, really, as women coming into the world, that it's our job to be the caretaker. And with a capital M in message, we get the message that others needs come first and that when we put ourselves first, it's selfish. And there are a lot of different factors that can play into that thought and create this very strong belief that other people come first. And we come second or third or fourth, depending on how many children. And this has been something that I have been working on consistently for the last several years to rewire in my brain. And and I've noticed that as I practice new thoughts and new beliefs, that my brain will find another kind of backdoor entrance to offer me another thought in regards to this message of you're selfish and you're unlovable and, you know, yada, yada. So I've been working on a new thought that my coach had offered me a couple of weeks ago, and it's taking my healing to, to this new level of self-acceptance. And as I've been practicing this, I can see that 
it's given me a chance to lean into a radical self-acceptance, really, because this new thought feels very radical. It is stretching my brain a big time. And since I can remember, I've adopted this message with a capital M that I have to always be better than I am, do better, think better, perform better, because that's what we're supposed to be striving for is this sense of betterment. And of course, the human brain is going to take that to a whole new level. And now we have perfectionism. So this new thought I've been practicing that I want to be the same and not to be better is like death to my brain, which it has been for the last week. But I had a shift happen during my morning meditation a couple of days ago. And I want to share this with you in hopes that you can see and practice, first of all, doesn't make perfect, but it makes space. And here's what I mean. So I was in a meditative state. I was practicing meditation. And and as I was meditating, I, I was practicing this new thought that I want to be the same. And as I was sitting there, I noticed discomfort. And I watched as it flowed through my body, swirling in my stomach. And I observed self-doubt come in as I practiced this new thought of I want to be the same. And self-doubt showed up in my neck and my throat like a lump. And I watched these emotions and I made space, allowed them to be there. And which, by the way, did you know that meditation isn't about getting rid of these negative emotions, getting rid of all of those thoughts that swirl and spin? You know, when you sit there and this is like, this was such an aha moment for me. So I'm just going to share it in case some of you haven't heard this before, because it like completely changed my meditation practice. But I used to think that meditating was sitting there and trying to get rid of all of the thoughts and make space in my brain and not like have thoughts and not have all of these spinning, swirling emotions and pinching around my heart. And blah. so I was just sitting there. And that's why I hated it for years, because I'm like, I can't get rid of these thoughts. And it was so annoying. But I actually... I was listening to a, a Dharma coach and anyways, he was talking about how, no, 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 meditation is actually being with the thoughts, being with the emotions and making space for them and not judging them, but just noticing. And it completely changed the way that I meditate. Anywho, maybe I'll do a whole episode on that. But as a side note, that's why I'm telling you what I'm telling you is I, I was sitting there noticing discomfort, noticing self-doubt. And making space and not judging it, just like, huh, interesting. As I'm trying to think, I want to be the same. I was like, wow, interesting how dis how uncomfortable that felt and how, you know, this part of me was doubting myself. Like, no, 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 can't be right. You've got to be better. And if you if you aren't better, then that means you're not lovable. That means people leave if you're not better. That that thought was so strong. Anyways, that wasn't the first time I've noticed that. And so there it was again. And I was like, oh, yeah, I see you. And so again, I chose to think, yes, but I want to be the same. And this time, I noticed space open up in my chest when I chose to think that thought again. I want to be the same. And I noticed space open up and it was warm and it was bright and it was relaxed and it was love. It was love for myself exactly as I am. Not how I should be, not what I need to be, not what I've been, just me in that moment, the same. 
despite the beliefs that I used to have about God and religion and how a lot of those have shifted, I still do believe in miracles and I love looking for them in my life. And right at that moment when I felt that openness in my chest and I felt that self-love, the clouds literally parted and the sun came through the glass window and shone on my face. Now, this is a miracle because I'm in Texas and we've had that Texas ice storm for the last four days prior. And so this was not expected. (laughs) Like it was, there has been no sun. It has literally been covered in ice. And now it didn't last, hence the miracle for me. And just that confirmation that I am love. And so are you, just as you are. You are love, not because of what you do or what you look like or what you weigh. You are not love because of your talents and abilities or the service you render. You're not love because your mothering style or this ride-die best friend that you are. You're love because you exist. You don't have to be better. In my self-practice with this new thought, which is becoming a belief now, after, especially after that particular moment that I had, I've also noticed that in addition to the space that opened up for that self-love, it also created space to love others. Because once I felt that space in my chest and in the warmth and felt that self-love, It was so, and literally, then the sun came and it's shining on my face and I was just having this like moment. I noticed that my thoughts shifted towards other people in my life. And one in particular that has been a little hard to love. And I felt some acceptance for this person that I hadn't before. And I thought that was just such a cool principle that when you love yourself first, when you create that space for you and hold it, then it also creates and makes space to hold for others and hold for gratitude for things and other people around you. And when you hear me talk about practice, like there's no arrival. And here's the reality check, y'all, is that literally, see, that was that morning, right? And I swear by one o'clock that day, my brain was back to, oh my gosh, you have to do better. You have to be better. You're not doing enough. And that's just like, that's okay. Right. I just noticed that. And yet, because I continue to practice, it becomes a little bit stronger. And when I do notice those thoughts, like later that day, it didn't sit as long. I didn't believe it as strongly as I believed it the day before because I was like, hey, yeah, I had a really connected moment with myself and my self love that I'm not really believing your brain right now. So that's, that's the beautiful part about practice. And that's why I said earlier, Practice doesn't make perfect. It makes space. My little eight-year-old stepdaughter, she has these two older brothers, biological brothers, and then two stepbrothers, but these two biological brothers she has, oh, they are brothers. She often gets teased and bantered and, you know, we're working on that part, but they're not very nice. And the other day I was noticing that this was happening. I could hear it outside my, my office door. And so I yelled for her to come into my office. She comes in and she sits in my little chair that I have. And I said to her, I go, hey, I just, I just wanted to, to ask you something. I said, do you know that you have a superhero part inside of you? And she looked at me, she's like, her facial expressions are the best. She's like, what? And I said, yeah, did you know that you have a superhero part inside of you? And she's like, no. 
I didn't know that. And I said, yeah, you do. I said, inside of you, there are lots of parts, right? We talk about parts all the time. I said, well, there's also this part of you inside that, that is, she's a superhero and, and she's love. And her gorgeous big old eyes just bugged out a little bit more. And, and I said, what do you think she looks like? And so I handed her a couple of my markers and I had her come over to my whiteboard. And I said, what do you think this superhero love part inside of you looks like? And so she drew this picture and it's this, I actually need to put it on my social media for you. I'll do that. But it's this little picture of her and she drew a heart above her little head and a heart inside her tummy. And I said, when other people outside of you are mean or aren't really that nice or are saying things about you that aren't true, I want you to remember this superhero love part inside of you. And I want you to give her a little squeeze and remember that she's always there loving you no matter what. That no matter what happens outside of you, this part inside of you is always there and she's always loving you. And you could see the space inside of her grow. You could see it because her shoulders went back. Her little chin went up and she looked at that picture and you could see her making that connection. I had her practice. Give your, give your superhero love part a hug. She wraps her arms around herself. Her body turned side to side as she hugged herself, as she hugged her superhero love part. You don't need to go anywhere to find love. You don't need others to give it to you. You don't need flowers. You don't need chocolates. You don't need dates to make you lovable. You don't need anything because you already have this superhero part inside of you. And she's fierce. And she wants you to see her and let her love you. You are love already. So on this day that I'm not going to talk about, I hope that you and every day practice to make space for this beautiful part called love. Thank you for joining me. I will see you soon. Thank you for being with me today and remember that you are the chooser in your life and have the power to create the life you want one step at a time. Take care, everybody.